the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today, William Morales, host of the Peer to Peer podcast. William, on your show, you have like-minded individuals in the real estate market, as well as those who want to be in the real estate market. But William focuses on REITs, crowdfunding, but his niche, creative financing. Everybody loves creative financing, whether it's lease purchases, uh, creative financing, or owner selling, or owner financing. William's got a story to tell about it. Welcome to the show, William. Well, Timothy, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, for sure. So let's start at the beginning. I always like to hear the uh, the origination story. You've got quite a quite a bit of experience uh, in real estate, and now, of course, you you host yourself a very popular podcast, the Peer to Peer Podcast. Let's hear how you started and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, it was a long journey. I started getting interested in business when I was in my mid forties. I'm sixty now. Um, I, I think started you're me on that. <laughs> no, I, I, Looking good, I wish. Looking Thank good. you, sir. Thank you. Um, it was in my mid forties. I was working at um, at a hospital, and I remember I was talking to a sales rep, and we, you know, he's a vendor, and we were talking about business. And he said, "Oh, you should get into real estate." It didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, "Yeah, right." Anyway, right. long story short, um, I bought a book. I wish I should have, I should have kept it, but I gave it away to someone. I think it was the beginner's guide to real estate investing. Uh, I read it. Then I just started getting interested in it. And then I started um, going to seminars. I was a seminar junkie for a long time. That's all I would do pretty much every month. And then my first investment was a real estate stock, a REIT, which is pretty Mm -hmm. much a company that might own, let's say warehouses and 90% of the money that they get have to, they have to uh, share with their uh with the shareholders um for tax purposes among other things pass, pass through yeah yeah pass through so i started buying uh reits i started getting more and more interested uh and the thing is tim and i want to let your audience know pick something and stay with it i was hdtv around that time 2005 six seven was very popular i was hooked I was watching HDTV pr- practically every day. Right. Uh, so I wanted to fix and flip. I wanted to do wholesale. Then I wanted to do <laughs> tax lien investing. Then I wanted to do tax deed, buy and hold. It wasn't until 2016, almost eight, nine years later, give or take, that I finally like, it hit me, owner financing, which basically means you uh, you become the bank, you receive payments, uh, the tenant buyer that's there, they do all the repairs, they do all the maintenance, they're in charge of everything. Like I said, just imagine yourself like a Bank of America or right. a Chase, you just collecting money and that's it. That's the best part. And that was my niche. It took me that long to decide. So 2017 was my first property. I think it's August of 2017. Um, and now it's five years. 
And then the second uh, purchase I did was in 2020, which was a lease purchase, which I'll, we could talk about that later. But anyway, sure. but that was my journey, Tim. I was just all over the place. And I just, like I said, tell the audience, pick a niche and stay with it. Don't be like me flying through the, you know, shiny object syndrome. That's right. what I had. Right. We hear a lot about the shiny object syndrome and, it, and it's probably more prevalent today than ever. You and I are of similar uh, generations, I'll say. Uh, our age and um, something you touched upon right at the beginning William was used to be a seminar junkie and uh, I I, um, I'm right there with you I probably sat next to you at a seminar I mean I'm pretty sure we did (laughs) that's just the way it was back then you know and uh, I I started um, you know you're familiar with probably Bear Stearns um, yeah. You know, and I started there working in real estate investment trust, packaging them and retailing them to folks. And that's kind of my first interest in real estate kind of came around. And um, but, yeah, I was a real estate junkie and I would go to all the seminars and everybody at the seminar even would have a shiny object. Right. They told the same story, but they repackaged it differently. Yeah. And you have a great strategy in saying stick to one thing because there is wholesaling, there is syndicate, there is you know, creative financing is, is wonderful. And that's what I really want to focus on with you today. Sure. But it's that buy and hold mentality. It's not buy and hold, but it's in, as far as real estate goes, but that buy and hold the long term, you know, straight and narrow and, and, and be the master of something. Right. I mean, uh, you, you've got to stick to one thing and do it really well. So I love that advice. I think that's fantastic. So so tell me about owner financing. Let's start there. You know, what, what is it about and, and can everybody do it? Yeah, I think everybody could do it. And I'm not going to say should do it because some people want to be wholesalers and I, that's yeah. understandable. Um, like, like I said, pick a niche and then just stay with it. So with owner financing, when I, when I saw my uh, a webinar, which was in late 2016, uh, the gentleman would buy the property cash. Uh, and that's how I did my first deal, my own cash. And now he has private lenders, which is something I'm looking uh, more now t- into doing. Um, basically, since I live in New York City, the properties here look like phone numbers, the prices. I mean, it's just right. outrageous. And you know that, Tim. I know that. You know, yeah. Where so, I'm at. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So then um, I started looking in other markets. And like I said, with, with creative financing, owner financing, basically you own the property like I did 100%. So let me tell that story. I saw it on realtor.com. Uh, I, I did my research pretty much from December of 2016 through pretty much September, uh, August, of, August, September, 2016, right? I'm sorry, 2017. Um, so I did my studying. I looked at videos. I listened to podcasts. I bought tons of books, which I, I recommend to your audience. Um, and I just started learning more about creative financing, owner financing, especially. So I found something in Pittsburgh, uh, the 15210 area code in Pittsburgh. So I saw a property. I reached out to the realtor and I said, listen, I had seen this property is on the market for like, I think it was like 100 days, 101 days. Right. So I made an offer. I think it was bank only, if I remember correctly. I think it was by PNC Bank. Beautiful. Uh, so they wanted to sell it for 27000 I offered 8000 in cash. Wow. Um, they said, no, that's too low. There's no way the bank is going to go for it. So I said, okay, well, thanks anyway. Two weeks later, they called me back. I explained to the realtor what I wanted to do. I wanted to own it free and clear, but then sell it uh, to a potential homeowner that might have, you know, a bad credit because of, you know, maybe personal issues or medical issue. Maybe it wasn't their fault. Um, 
So the realtor was spot on. He'll say, he goes, yeah, I know what you wanted to do. Sure, no problem. So I bought the property for 8000 He asked me, is my offer still available? I said, yeah, sure. Um, so I wired 8000 I already had, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, a loan servicing company in place. I had a title Closing company in place. Right. Yeah, and the agent helped me with that also. So I just wanted, you know, and the agent was nice enough to take pictures, videos. Wow. And yeah, and, th- and you know, Tim, those are hard to find, those type of realtors. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so anyway you really gotta sell the the big picture to them right i mean oh my god well this one i did i said listen you get yeah. a commission from the bank but you could also get commission from me right by finding me a tenant buyer right found one within two weeks and uh since september i think 2017 to now that guy's been there been paying me every month even through covid uh i don't have to do any repairs that's great to do any maintenance uh Taxes and insurance he pays, but I keep that money on the side just in case from the cash flow I get from the property. You never know. Um, and I just started liking more and more creative financing and being the owner, which is free and clear. Right. And I just in case, you know, in that situation, if if they don't pay, then it's in a it's a foreclosure. But in my situation, I would probably do like a loan modification or whatever. But Tim, the payment is low. I think he owes me $342.07 less $35 that the loan servicing company gets. Wow. So uh, again, I could have sold it for higher. I sold it for right. the same price that the bank wanted to sell it for. But that was my first day. I was just excited to get something. You're getting um, your feet wet, your, your, your chops, you know, you're, you're, you're getting the deals down, whether yes. it's a, whether it's an $8,000 home or an $8 million home, a lot of the processes are still the same, right? Yeah, definitely. It's just maybe another one or two zeros. Right. Um, so that was my first deal. And, and I love creative financing. My second deal was in 2020 uh, during the pandemic. Around the same time, August, September, uh, a gentleman, uh, and this was from Zillow. And I'm not a fan of Zillow right. anymore. And Nobody I'll tell you is. more about it. Yeah. yeah um, it, it, I ran into a few scammers there. But uh, this property, I called the owner. Again, this property was on the market, I think 60 to 70 days. Right. And he wanted 260 for it in Orlando. I said, listen, I'll give you full price if you let me pay you for the conversation. He said, no, no, I want my money out. Right. Uh, you know, this, you know, the, I want to move because he wanted to move from Florida to Georgia to be close to his family, friends and all that. Right. Um, two weeks later, again, he called me and he says, how does this thing work? So Tim, I sent him a lot of paperwork, the pros and cons of it. I also, without him asking my credit report, or at least the front page showing that I had a good credit score of seven something at the time. Right. Again, that was my credibility kit. Right. Um, then a, a few days after I sent him that, he called me and he says, okay, let's do it. So I gave him $5,000 down. So this is a lease purchase, which I'm going to buy. Right. And then I, and then with his permission, I sublet it to a tenant buyer. Uh, I bought it for 260, sold it for 275. There you go. 10% down payment. And the monthly cash was one, I think 150. I, I pay him 1600 and the tenant buyer pays me 1750. Right. So, and that's a lease purchase. That's another mm-hmm. form of creative financing. Right. It's hopefully I wasn't too all yeah. over the place. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but it, it turns into what what I affectionately call and have for other businesses mailbox money, right? I mean, it's 
the, they own the home. They they under you know they actually own the home, so they're doing all the repairs. They're taking yes. the onus for everything. You're not having to hire a property management company to come in and you know take care of the every scratch on the wall or every pipe that breaks. And and of course, and I did want to ask this, William, and it's kind of the, the it's not the uglier side, but it could be the darker <laughs> side of it. Uh, default issues on that. You know, um, I've been through that process before. And, you know, I'm looking around who's listening to me right now. But in certain areas that I have uh, I have invested in, um, there's kind of a cycle of folks that come through and I want to give them the opportunity of ownership, transparent as can be. But I do get, you know, there are a lot of defaults. Um, there are a lot of folks that just disappear into the night where I just go right back into the cycle. Do you, have you had that experience or... No, not yet. I mean, okay. in the few properties that I have, I've been lucky. People have been paying on time. Um, I think, you know, and also in Orlando, my brother was there. I have a brother that lives there. So it was easier. So he was my eyes and ears there. there. And like in Pittsburgh, I had the realtor. So I think if anybody's going to invest out of state, you know, like for us, Tim, you know, since we live in high end places, Sure. Uh, the, the main thing is try to get boots on the ground. And, right. you know, there's companies that I'll suggest that they could look for. Um, also, uh, if you have family in those areas, that will help. But so far, so good. Everybody's been paying on time. But just like you, and if that happened to me, now, now one thing is we're in charge of the repairs, especially with the lease purchase. Ah, right. You know, so that's what I assured the owner. I'm like, no, we're going to repair it. You know, and again, uh, the buyer that's there now is supposed to close sometime this month. So I'll be out of that deal, uh, get the $15,000 check, less expenses, right. fees and all that, taxes, you know how that goes. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm looking to do more of that. Uh, there and go. there's other ways to get into real estate. It, let's say if that scares you, like what me and Tim talked about, what people might not pay, you might have to foreclose or evict. There's other uh uh, platforms like For one sure. of the platforms I use, Tim, is a company called Fundrise. I'm not affiliate with them, but they're a like a they're a REIT and they invest in uh, multifamily properties. So for some of your audience, if they don't have the money or they feel a little right, you know, scared, they could start off with that as little as a couple of hundred bucks or buy a real estate stock. That's right. on the you know. Sure. And you could buy one share. Again, it's all about just getting your feet wet. And that's how I got my feet wet by buying real estate stocks and REITs right yeah. before I bought my first property. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll clarify real quick, William. I didn't mean that comment earlier as something to worry about. It's actually, and this is why I look around because I, I don't want this to sound <laughs> callous. I don't want it to sound callous. It's a benefit if you structure it properly that people move out into the night. Uh, and and that's a protection thing. You know what? I, you know, as you well can as resell it again. Right. right. And you can resell it again and get another 10% down payment yeah. Yeah, or 20, whatever right. you ask me for. Right. Yeah. And then I just start a whole new cycle and, and yeah. I don't want people to do, I want people to own homes that maybe were in a situation where they couldn't before, but you know, you got to turn that possibility of a negative into a positive. And the positive is there's another person waiting right behind that one to move in. It's just like renting, but you own it and you get the tax breaks for owning it and you get the yes. principal upside. So I love what you're doing for sure. So tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, the, you've talked about creative financing. Of course, we just talked about some of the ins and outs and pitfalls to look out for. Tell me about the the legalese of it. Um, you know, do you do you use an attorney um, or do you just kind of 
wait for the closing company to 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 dock it out for you or or do you have kind of a set pattern um you know when i work with closing companies you know they have everything lined out they charge a pretty penny but when you're <laughs> when you're creative financing obviously we want we want to mitigate those those costs yeah the first property i i used a title company mm-hmm. um and the second property with orlando i use a, a lawyer Okay. Uh, I looked it up myself. I made f- a few phone calls and I said, or and not even a few phone calls. Sorry. Um, tell, let me re- take that back. I send a few emails and they all answer back. Yes, we do creative finance. Yes, we do those all the time. So look nice. for agents. I mean, I'm sorry, lawyers that do that. And you could just email them. Just look for attorneys, real estate attorneys in certain cities. Google right. it. That's what I did. And, and I found about five or six and I just sent them all an email. Some responded. Some didn't, but the ones that did respond say, yeah, yeah, we do creative financing all the time. Yes, we understand the paperwork. So, and there's title companies there in every city. There's, uh, I think, one or two that cover pretty much 50 states. But I'd rather you should get a local attorney sure. or a title company because it's just better. Um, and so for these deals, I use the MLO also. I didn't do it myself. With the Dodd-Frank Act, and you know, you want to be compliant. Even my first deal, I did a, I did a MLO, you know, qualify them. I got them in credit right. repair. I got all that. And, and again, uh, uh, for those who are starting out, you can get those either through, you know, our podcasts, you know, uh, bigger pockets, right. meetup groups, uh, local RIAs. You know, so you could find those those team members really easy. LinkedIn, make a LinkedIn profile, sure. things like that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So, how are you? Um, tell me about your search. You know, how you search yeah. for properties and uh, how you find the properties. Well, right now I'm going again through Realtor.com. So I okay. use Realtor.com. Uh, I use ListSource.com. Now, list source, you could uh, come up with a list yourself of absentee homeowners, and you could look at a video like on YouTube or something, and that will give you the directions how to work it. But list source is a great uh, uh, avenue to go to to find uh, deals. I started looking at Facebook Marketplace. Believe it or not, they have properties yeah. available with also like the, the seller's information there. Uh, the other day, I looked at biggerpockets.com. They have a marketplace. Isn't that great? Of- yeah, of property. So you have the avenues. Now, if you want to do the freeway, then you do Realtor, Facebook, and Bigger Pockets. If you want to get a list of absentee homeowners, then you do List Source. And you could buy, I think the minimum, I think it's 50, 60 bucks, and you get a list of maybe 100 to 200 names. That's again, great. which is easy. Um, and then you just mail out letters. You know, again, just look at a YouTube video and they'll give you the how to work the criteria. So that's what that's what I use now. I've used pretty much those three, four uh, avenues to try and uh, find deals. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell me about your books. Ah, okay. So I got a few books that I want to recommend to your audience. I wish I wrote them, but Tim, I'm, I'm not that good of a writer. So the go. first book, the first book, hopefully it, it could come out. It doesn't come out backwards. But the first book is this one. Uh, I don't know if you order to see it. My Life, A Thousand Houses, The Art of Owner Financing. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. It has the numbers. Like, uh, I'm trying to see if I could uh, find. Yeah. So he has pretty much like the numbers. Oh, sorry. 
like the go. numbers, how it works and everything. So that's a great book to start, The Art of Owner Financing. The second one is called uh, Real Estate on Your Terms. And it's nice. by Chris Prefontaine. And all of those, and they have case studies. They have, uh, they, they work with lease options, owner financing, and subject to, which me pretty means uh, subject to, to the existing finance. That's hard. I haven't done that yet. So I can't speak about that one since I haven't done right. it yet. And the last book is uh, another good book. is Lease Options and Subject to Deals. Okay. So those are the three, definitely three books I recommend. And Oh, and the, the fourth book, um, when you start your journey to real estate, you got to know math. Right, Tim? You know For how sure. that goes. Got to do. Uh, got to be. You got to be quick about it too. Sometimes. Yes, yeah. and there's a book that I have. I should have bought it. Uh, bought out. It's called um, uh, "What Every Investor Needs to Know About Cash Flow," and I think 36 other formulas right. or something like that. Is by Frank Gallinelli. Okay. Um, I would say get that first. Learn okay. real estate math. Like Tim said, you gotta you gotta be quick on the math. You gotta have a calculator and. Everything is there, right. right, Tim? Everything is right. Could be it's a done. numbers game. It's a it's numbers, a numbers game. game. That's why I liked your story so much about your first purchase. You know, it's like anything else. You know how restaurants or stores <laughs> put that first dollar bill in a frame, right? And they'll put it up yeah. on the wall. And, you know, sometimes it's a story to tell. But yeah. your story is pretty neat because that PNC Bank $8,000 offer, I almost, I didn't want to interrupt, but I wanted to make the joke. What was this, 1935? I mean, $8,000? What? <laughs> I can't get a parking spot in Southeast Florida for $8,000. I, I, my, my son pays, uh, he's down at the uh, University of Miami and uh, he pays, he's like, dad, I need 850 bucks to park. And I go, let me tell you what you need to walk. You know, yeah. you bring a car back here and you need to walk. That's what you need to do. So yeah, and, and, that's a great story though. I mean, uh, I really and like for your audience too, um, if you go to realtor.com, right? And in the criteria to search, don't even just leave it blank. Just yeah. put in the price point zero to fifty thousand, and you'll see a couple of thousand properties. That's like, fantastic. Yeah. So, like for me and Tim, you know, we live well. You know, Tim lives in Florida, but when we both in the East Coast, I live in New York. Our prices here look like phone numbers. Right. It's ridiculous. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but in the Midwest, in the South, right. Upper Northwest, you know. Up in north, you'll find properties that are in decent. Now you gotta do your due diligence, like I've done for sure. Um, but you could find properties for under fifty thousand. There's still foreclosures, you know. Like I forgot, I think through bigger pockets, I saw some um, some properties that were, you know, uh, for auction starting at bed. I think at fifteen thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, crazy. So there's properties out and there. You just gotta look. It's, and it's so automated now. Uh, I, I mean talking about how you and I were, were the, uh, the junkies, you know, going from <laughs> seminar to seminar. And I remember leaving the seminar thinking, great, I can buy all these books for, you know, whatever, put a G out of my pocket and buy all these books. And they're all going to say the same thing, run down to the courthouse, wait on the steps. And, uh, you know, that's how it was, right? I mean, yeah, you know, bid on the house and hope that the 50 other people that were professionals at this did not bid you. Um, and now it's like, you want to bid on this house? Yes. Click next. Click. click I, I, can, I can make a hundred bids today. Yeah. Right. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. incredible. And, and as long as I have good funds to prove it, I get, you know, and I can make the, the 48 hour, you know, prove that I can pay for it or whatever the case may be. It's just so easy. And then the creative financing, 
It's just a little elbow grease, right? I mean, it's yeah. Anybody could do it. I really anybody believe could. anybody could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's a little elbow grease, making a couple of phone calls, and usually you're doing someone a service, right, William? Yeah. I mean, you feel that way. I mean, you feel like yeah, because you want to help. Yeah, because yeah. you you're looking to help a homeowner that uh, a might might have bad credit, but it might not, might not be their fault. A medical bill, maybe they lost their job. Again, no fault on their own. Right. Um, and you and you're, you like Tim said, you helping a community out by getting homeowners, and still that's still the American dream of right. owning a home. Right. You know, listen, I live in New York City. Believe me, if I was anywhere else, I I would have bought a home by now. <laughs> you <Right>. know. Oh. <laughs> Trust me, when I when I moved to Southeast Florida from Arizona, you know, and and when moved from one sunshine state to the other, yeah, yeah. let me tell you, the the sun that's the you know the state state of the rising sun. This is the state of the rising prices. Uh, you know, when I <laughs> when I got here, I was so excited. You know, I was like, wow, look at all these homes we can buy because things were kind of moderately different. And I live about two blocks from the beach, and. Um, yeah. I, I, they won't even let me walk by their houses now. You know, it's like, hey, hey, buddy, you don't qualify. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to the beach. But yeah, so it's, it's a no, different thing. And I'm with you on that. Uh, but you know what? Things always correct and things always, uh, you know, take care. Yeah, of. right now. And right now, it might be a good time to get in. But like I said, you know, start off with a, a, a maybe a real estate stock and get your feet wet. Yeah. These books that I recommend, you could get those. Uh, listen to Tim's podcast. You can listen to mine. For sure. There's, there's plenty of, of education. Look at YouTube videos on creative finance. You'll see a couple of thousand there. Right. Well, if yeah, if you want it bad enough, the 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 information's out there. William, I'm going to give you the last word. Any last words for my listeners, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll sign off from there. Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, again, you know, like I repeated earlier, pick a niche, study it, become an expert at it. Once you once you if you become bored with let's say creative financing. Then you may you want to go to maybe developing properties, or maybe you want to go into auctions. But right. always try to get that niche. Forget the shiny object syndrome. You know, don't be like me. Don't let years and years pass by. Yeah. Just make the leap. You know, make the leap. Take you know, have faith. You could do it. Yeah. Make the leap. Take our experience, William. It's been great yeah. having you. The Thank Peter you, Tim. Real pleasure. Estate Podcast. Give it a listen. I think if you've learned anything from from this podcast, there's tons more over there. So. William, have a great day. I look forward to talking to you again. Sounds good. Thank you, Tim, for having me on. You're welcome.